0: How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. How nice is it to not have to discuss Rafael Ortega starting in left field this offseason? Pretty damn nice. No Aaron Hicks, no Cabrera, no or- or- Ortega. We're here. We got Verdugo. We got Juan Soto. Our outfield is set and cemented in stone. And thank God, because the outfield last year, we did not know what was going on. We were very concerned, rightfully so. And we ended up rolling with Hicks, who was awful, goes to the Orioles, and then, they all fell apart from there. Judge misses time. Bader misses time. We end up moving Bader, releasing Hicks. It's like, you know, just a game of musical chairs in the outfield last year. This year we got it locked down with very durable talent, knock on wood. So a couple interesting storylines we wanted to discuss. The pitching. um, Obviously some of these younger options. You know, I wrote about Anthony Volpe this morning where he's kind of going with his game and where he needs to improve. So we'll start out discussing some of these younger players. We've discussed Spencer Jones, you know, we've discussed Jason Dominguez's rehab in yesterday's episode, but I want to start with Ben Rice because Ben Rice has a chance here to really cement himself as that prospect who could take over at first base long-term for Anthony Rizzo. I don't see why the Yankees would keep him at catcher right now. We have, Augustin Ramirez, we have Carlos Narvaez, we have Austin Wells, Jose Trevino, uh, Ben Rortfett. We have no reason for Ben Rice to stay at catcher, aside from maybe they think he can become a long-term option, which I don't think they do at the, at the current juncture. What I do think is that he could be a long-term first baseman, slugging, slugging guy, lefty. He could be a perfect player for this team offensively. Um, so, no, what are your thoughts on Ben Rice going into spring training? What are you expecting to see from him? What do you want to see from him to make sure that he kind of puts his name on the radar as a potential supplement for Anthony Rizzo when his contract expires or the Yankees have an option for the 2025 season at $20 million.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, as you mentioned with Ben Rice, you know, there is a lot of excitement around him. He was a non-roster invite, one of uh, five really exciting non-roster invites we talked about on the BB Bombers podcast, so make sure you guys check that out. But um, when it pertains to Ben Rice, he is such an interesting prospect because he's kind of like... In a sense, he goes against all conventional scouting. And, like, you know, he is an older guy who was drafted, uh, you know, out of an Ivy League school. You rarely see Ivy League guys get drafted in the first place. Um, and he was drafted in a year where he didn't play college baseball because the Ivy League schools canceled their baseball season. And there's I think they canceled all the athletic seasons, so if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, Alex is going to be a really exciting player to watch. Um, you know, we could see him this year. He is a really quality left-handed bat. You know, the difference between a guy like him and Spencer Jones is, Obviously, Spencer Jones is a better prospect. There's no question about that. But the guy who might have more immediate impact in 2024 is Ben Rice. Like, that's that's the guy you look at and say... You know, look at all his projections, right? Like they all project him to be an above average hitter. Um, you know, his, his bat path, his contact rates, his advanced field for the strike zone. He's kind of the, pro- the prospect he is now is the prospect and the hitter he'll be for the rest of his career, right? In terms of like his skill sets, his weaknesses, his strengths, all that stuff. Now, I have a little bit of concerns about how he handles left-handed pitching. Perhaps that's something we see a little bit more in spring training, gets more looks against lefties, gets to play against them, gets to, you know, get an extended look and get comfortable in those matchups. But he'll get uh, a time to work at first base, work alongside the major league infielders, Volpe, Glaber, LeMahieu, Peraza, uh, Cabrera, guys of that nature. Maybe he gets some reps behind the plate. There's nothing that's publicly come out to suggest that, well, we believe, in, and let's be real here, he will end up a first baseman. He will not become a full-time catcher at the major league level. No reports have come out to say that he's not going to catch this year, right? Like, I imagine they're going to give him some reps at catcher. I don't know who he'll work with. I don't know if it'll be a a guy like a Garrett Cole or even a guy like a Will Warren or a Clark Schmidt, Um, but we'll we'll get to see him play alongside major league players, and that's a huge storyline. That is something that we're going to watch plenty and keep tabs on, and who knows? A big spring training, you start out on AAA, and... Suddenly, we're having conversations of, you know, it's April, it's May, somebody goes down, maybe that person's staying, it opens up the DH spot, and you're like, why not Ben Rice, right? Like, why not Ben Rice? And, you know, that's a situation you want to put yourself in if you're a prospect. Just get put yourself on the map. Make it so that, make yourself indispensable, make the team have to make a tough decision, make the team think to themselves... We can't keep this guy down there. We need to win games, right? What made Jason Dominguez, what made the Yankees, you know, have to call him up, even though I don't think they were planning on doing so this year was they were like, how can we keep him in AAA? Like the goal is to win games, right? Isn't that the goal of of what we're trying to do? The goal is to have the best 26 players. I believe even Aaron Judge said it. I don't care how old you are. The goal is to have the best players on the field at all times. I think they were like, we can't just ignore that Jason Mingus is playing so well. Ben Rice, put yourself in that spot in spring training and in AAA, my man, because I promise you, this he, his swing is perfect for
0: the Bronx. It's perfect for this lineup. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see what Ben Rice can contribute to this team. Um, I really, you know, I don't want to go too deep into this, but... I was just thinking about Gleyber Torres, and I was thinking about how, you know, he seems to be really good buddies with Juan Soto. They're at the Caribbean Series, um, obviously one on Dominican Republic, one on Venezuela. Um, And Gleyber Torres, you know, has kind of been, like, one of those key, like, good locker room vibe players for the last couple years. Last year, aside from Judge and... Cashman said it himself is was our best hitter you know he was our best offensive player um now his contract is expected to be in the 18 and a half million dollar range I think spot rack has him at like seven years like with 18.5 million per season um this is kind of the situation the Yankees face where he's been in trade talks for years now. Do you extend him? They're not going to make any moves on him until after this upcoming season. Um, But do you expect to see the Yankees give a couple of these youngsters chances at second base? Oswald Peraza, are we going to see him play a lot more second base in spring training? Could that be a, like a kind of like something to consider as a narrative to build? Do they think about Peraza as a potential supplement for a cheap supplement for Glaber in the future? Caleb Durbin, a guy who had a 4.6% strikeout rate in double a last year ridiculous numbers he is five foot six nothing but man the guy can hit and he's a player with some really good upside 24 years old i believe so he's ready to make that jump maybe 23 he's ready to make that jump to the bigs really soon based on his age and his development he'll probably be a triple a player this year um looking at Gabriel torres ryan how are you feeling right now in terms of probability he will be extended? Are the Yankees are going to start getting some of those younger pieces worked in that second base during spring training that could be kind of a projection into the future on what that position looks like?
1: Yeah, so the big thing for me here is that Gleyber Torres, the Yankees haven't had conversations about an extension. I think that's important to point out here. I don't think the Yankees want to extend Gleyber Torres. I think they're going to wait. They'll see I'm not, I'm just, I'm not sure he's going to come back after next year. And I'm not this year. And I'm not saying that to say I don't want him back. I'm not saying that to say I don't think he's a really good second baseman. I'm saying that to say that's just what I think the tea leaves are saying, right? And as you alluded to, their their, their crop of infield talent coming up, they have Vivas, they have Durbin, um, you know, they have a couple of guys that they have some, they have taken a liking to. We'll see based on what this year goes on and how this year turns out, whether the Yankees will bring back tours or not. Obviously, if he has a great season and you know he has a great interest in coming back, you have to at least try, right? And and you know if your minor league guys don't take that step forward, you're like, okay, well we have to try. I don't I don't think Peraza's is like a replacement option for for Torres. Maybe he emerges this year. Maybe he has a big year. Maybe he kind of clicks. But I just don't view him as the replacement for Gleber Torres. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Again, we'll wait and see. But the infield is certainly going to be an interesting situation because the question is who is the guy after Glaber? Who is, the, who is going to emerge as like, this is the guy that we're going to throw in our infield down the road. And, you know, we're talking about Glaber, but all three of the guys we talked about, Durbin, Vivas, and Peraza, can play third base. What is going to happen if D.J. LeMahieu gets hurt? What is going to happen if he struggles? What if he's What's going to happen if he's not good enough or he's just average? Can one of these prospects emerge and put themselves in a situation where it's like, hey, you can't ignore us. We need to be playing third base for this team. Again, that's what Dominguez did last year in center field. That's what Wells did to an extent at catcher. Um, that's what Pereira did to an extent in left field. I know he didn't play well at the major league level, but I'm just referring to their minor league performance. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But spring training will certainly give an opportunity for three guys who are you know, knocking on the door of the major leagues, I anticipate all three of these guys to be in AAA. Um, you know, we'll see which one of them emerges as the most impressive one, and we'll see if that carries into spring training. I think Jason Dominguez, what he did in spring training, opened a lot of eyes because once he figured it out in A, which, you know, he went on a tear, it meant that I think the Yankees were like, hey, we just, we know with this guy, right? Um, You know, Wells didn't get a chance to play in spring training. I think that kind of hurt his stock a little bit in terms of um, his ability to get to the major leagues faster. I think that's why they waited a little bit. But again, an impressive spring training, a good spring training, good rapport with some of the other major league guys, play some strong defense, show a little bit with the bat. All three of those guys are very athletic and can run the base as well. They can all provide something for this team. And who knows? You get an extended look at third base and you play well. Suddenly, you feel good about signing them to second base and making them a second baseman in the future. And if you're going to pay Soto, if you're going to have, you know, these arbitration years coming up in the next few years with some of your younger players, you're going to need to have cost control talent. So definitely excited to see how these guys end up panning out.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. You're going to have to have cost control talent. Now, let's take a look at the pitching narrative for a second. How many innings do you think that we're going to see from guys like Carlos Rodon Nestor Cortez coming off their, obviously, injury-riddle 2023 seasons? I think that it'll be interesting to see how much weight guys like Stanton, obviously not a pitcher, but I want to see how much weight he's dropped, and how much weight Carlos Rodon dropped. And, you know, are these guys ready to make an, an appearance during spring training, showcase that they're back to full strength and full health and going through their pitching programs um, at a fine level? So, you know, are you expecting the Yankees to be more kind of cautious with how they utilize these guys during spring training or do you think they're throwing them right back into the mix and saying you've had months to get this thing right you've had months to work on your craft get back to full strength you know you guys are going through a normal spring training or do you think that they should be a bit more cautious with how they utilize them
1: I think caution in spring training will always be a thing. You're easing these guys back in, but I don't think they're going to do anything absurd or um abnormal with their workloads. I don't think we're going to see like Rodon wait until the last week of March to get ready. If he's healthy, of course, if something happens and he gets hurt, obviously they're not going to say you've got to pitch the first game of spring training. You need to get your spring training reps in. Uh, but as you alluded to, like the Yankees have a lot of injury prone players. Whenever anybody comes out of a game, even if it's a plant substitution, whenever somebody you know looks a little funky, moves their shoulder, moves their elbow, checks their footing, starts t- you know tugging out at of a, at a, at a ligament or a, or, or a limb, we're gonna feel uneasy. We're gonna hold our breaths, right? It's one of those teams. It's one of those stressful, you know, that's that's the stressful part of baseball that I don't miss, which is the John Cole Stan has been removed from the game, and you have no idea why. And you're sitting there on Twitter, refreshing, 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 no idea what happened. Um, but they're going to have to, I think they obviously, like spring training again, you, you always take it easy. Um, but I just, I, I don't think they're going to baby these guys because... And I'm not saying that these athletes are soft or whatever. Again, I just, I'm not an athlete. I can't, I can't possibly call somebody who plays 160 games of baseball every year soft. Um, But I don't think they're going to say, yeah, we we aren't going to put you on a normal spring training schedule. You need to get these guys built up for the season. If they get hurt, they get hurt, but they might get hurt not being built up, right? Like if they don't get enough reps in spring training, they might not be ready for the regular season, right? Like they might not be ready to make throw five innings or whatever. Now, when opening day comes around and the first two weeks of the season roll around, don't be surprised if some guys skip starts. Don't be surprised if like or Rodon is not allowed to get past the fifth inning for the first few outings. Like I don't think the Yankees are gonna say or Rodon is pitching great for the first five innings. Let's push it. Sixth, seventh, eighth. Go. Give me a complete game. They're not going to do that. There's they are absolutely not going to do that. They're not going to, you know, we've seen I'm pretty sure we've seen the Yankees pull guys during no hitters. If you remember Severino a couple years back against Texas, no hitting Texas. And in the seventh inning, Aaron Boone pulls them, right? They're going to they're going to go based off their work schedules. I just believe that spring training will look normal. Regular seasons where we'll see a little bit of I'm not going to say foolishness or like weird stuff, just more caution.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll definitely see a little bit more caution. I think that's the right move, anyway, because you don't want to have the same situation that unfolded last year, and then all of a sudden you're down multiple pitchers going into the regular season. They need to be careful, especially with Rodon, who you know expects to be that number two guy alongside Garrett Cole. We can't afford to lose him right now. So, um, you know, when it comes to anybody else that you have in mind, you know, what are you thinking in terms of? exactly who could maybe have a surprise performance. Like we saw Anthony Volpe win that shortstop job last year. Is there anyone that you're kind of targeting saying, maybe there's someone that could like unseat a player. Maybe there's someone that could like, what happens if Oswald Peraza looks tremendous offensively and puts together a really good couple of weeks? Are you going to, are you going to like maybe float the idea that he could end up starting at third base and Lemay you could kind of fall back into that regular utility role.
1: Yeah. I have a hard time believing LeMay. He's going to lose his job in the spring. Barring again, barring an injury. Now I have to say that every time because, yeah, guys get hurt. That just happens, right? Not even Lemayhu. What if Rizzo gets hurt? Right? Lemahu slides over the first. Peraza's playing third. Or I mean, I'm not saying Ben Rice is going to win a job out of spring if Rizzo gets hurt, but that's certainly a conversation, right? Like it's it's a conversation. You have to have the conversation. Uh, you don't know, like I. It's really interesting. Like there, there are they they kind of flipped the script when they brought up Volpe last year. I was stunned that Volpe won the starting shortstop job. Maybe not at the time, but if you told me at the beginning of spring training, yeah, Anthony Volpe's winning that job, it would have been like, get the hell out of here. The Yankees are not going to do something that aggressive with a prospect. And they did, right? Like, I is Ben Rice really that far behind Volpe at the time when we're adjusting for where they were at the end of the season? I don't think so, and projection systems certainly don't think so. They think Better Ice is a little bit ahead of schedule offensively. He was an older guy, uh, things of that nature, played in college. Um, But yeah, I I just have a hard time seeing Peraza beating out Lemayu in spring training. Now, if that happens, I'm not saying that Yankee fans should root for that outcome, but what I am saying, and kind of stick with me here, Peraza would have to have a great spring training, like an unbelievable spring. Shows off some you, like hits the ball out harder, makes unbelievable swing decisions, just flat out impresses to win a job out of out of um out of spring training camp. So in a sense, not that you're rooting for it, but if that outcome happened, it's probably a good thing for the Yankees because it means he played really well. And another thing is he doesn't win the job at starting third base, which again, I just don't think he will. Um... He's probably going to screen like he has an option. Why would you like let him just rot on the bench? He's probably better off playing every day. I think there's a reason they're in on guys like Tony Kemp and Gio Urshela. I don't think they end up with Urshela. Ken Rosenthal talked about this yesterday. The Marlins are pretty interested in him. And I would assume the Marlins would be a better going spot for Urshela. Like maybe I know they're offering more money too. That's what Brian Hope reported. And if you're Urshela, like why would you take a bench roll at the Yankees when you could play every day in Miami? Like for your stock, you're taking a one-year deal. It's probably just better to get the everyday reps. Maybe a guy, Tony Kemp, is the guy they bring in. We saw them bring in Marvin Gonzalez on a non-roster invite. I'm sure one of these non-roster invites will play their way into a conversation. Willie Calhoun played his way into a conversation. Um, You know, Jake Bowers didn't really play his way into a conversation until AAA, but he was here by, like, May, right? And by May, we were like, hey, why is this guy not called up? Like, it... Um, I hope that it doesn't end up being a situation like that. We're talking about like career minor leaguers and begging the Yankees to call them up. Uh, but what I am saying is just, I don't per, I don't anticipate Peraza being on the major league team unless he is so good that they have to start him. And and that's such a low probability because like how much stock are you going to take in the spring training data? Like if he, like, I, I don't even know if I would take that stock, right? Like Alex, if he puts up big numbers, are you gonna be like, yep, spring training, big numbers. That's how you know he's a good player. Sometimes it's fluky, so we'll see.
0: absolutely man i mean there's gonna be a lot of interesting things to uh kind of watch during spring training we got you guys covered as things start to ramp up We've been seeing some videos anthony volpe's footwork at shortstop and you know we saw stanton looks a lot thinner so there are some things developing and we're getting excited we're getting there my friends baseball season is just around the bend we have a lot planned for you and we're excited to give you all of the great content that we have been over the last couple months plus a lot more so if you guys have any of your own interesting uh, narratives that you're going to be following during spring training Make sure to drop them in the comment section below uh, any ideas that you have for us that you want us to discuss happy to address them in the coming episodes um, we're kind of in the dead of the off season now we're right before spring training there's not much to talk about While we're still grinding through and finding fun things to discuss with you guys so always happy to get you guys involved as always make sure to like and subscribe and we'll catch you guys on the next fireside yankees episode